Welcome to episode three of the Teaming Up podcast from the Hodges Partnership. In this episode, you'll get to listen to Pauline Ocampo and Aiden Guilfoyle talk about TikTok. The pair will talk about brands on the platform, what makes for good content, and more. Never miss an episode by subscribing on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also watch our conversation by searching for the Hodges Partnership on YouTube. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Um, today, you and I are here to talk about TikTok. Yes, we are. Old <laughs> TikTok. You want to start us with a little TikTok 101? What, what is it for people who have no idea what TikTok is? Like, what yes. is it and how did it get started? Yes, I'm happy to do that. If um, you have really been living with a head under a rock, you might not know what TikTok is. I have written a couple blogs about it, but it is an app. It launched in 2016. Um, there's a Chinese company, ByteDance. They they launched it. It was super popular there, but was having a hard time kind of breaking out worldwide. Um, before, you might know Musical.ly. It was a similar app. It was kind of like little short form lip syncing videos, kind of similar to TikTok. But um, ByteDance acquired Musical.ly. And then I think this whole crew of Musical.ly content creators and users, eventually, they were kind of just hustled over to TikTok. Uh, the, the accounts merged. And I know there are some TikTok creators who like started and were really popular in Musical.ly first. And then like all of a sudden had to change a little bit about what they were doing and how they were doing it. Um, but yeah, then 2019, it was the most downloaded app um, out of out of all beat out Instagram. And then I pulled up a, a little stat. Um, as of January 2021, the platform has 689 million monthly active users worldwide. A lot of what we deal with is our clients and just trying to stay ahead of the curve with like what makes the most sense for clients. Like is TikTok a platform worth being on? Like how are brands using TikTok? So I know we've like touched on our personal for you pages and algorithms, but like what in terms of what you've seen brands doing like favorites um, on that front? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I feel like as a PR person, um, I need to shout out the Washington post TikTok account. Um, I think they're doing a really, really, really good job there. Um, and what sets them apart is, um, the approach that they take. So they've, um, had, they have their creative video producer, Dave Jorgensen manning their TikTok account, which I think is just a smart thing to do. Um, and they've sort of have him as the face of the TikTok page. So he, he does all of the posting, he's in all the videos. And I think that approach is smart because, um, it's a way for users to really connect to a brand when they're doing it via person versus the brand. Um, this is kind of like the same approach that Bon Appetit took with their back in their heyday 
um, with the test kitchen. I know that probably a lot of people out there are familiar with Bon Appetit, but if you're not, um, they had a crew of test kitchen people. So there was like Claire Staffitz and Andy Barragani and Molly Baz, and they were sort of like the face of the brand. And they did a lot of video content um, starring those people. And um, I think people really connected to those personalities and to those people and the content that they were creating. And that's why people kept coming back for more. Um, and so I feel like that's the same kind of approach that the Washington Post is kind of taking by having Dave be the face. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think that um, Dave is pretty funny. I think he does a really good job of taking um headlines and news stories and um making them appropriate for TikTok. So like he makes comedy sketches around headlines and he talks about the news through like the lens of humor. And I think when you can marry educational content with humor on TikTok, that's a win because people aren't coming to TikTok to like like for their news. They're coming there to be entertained. And so I think they did a really good job of like flipping it and making the news entertaining. And I feel like that's a good point too, because in general, I think for brands, like no one is coming to TikTok really to be sold Mm -hmm. on anything. And so, yeah, it's all of a sudden brands are having to figure out how to be entertaining, how Mm -hmm. to share things that are just enjoyable to watch as opposed to pushing, you know, their bottom line. And eventually along the way, they're reaching that relevance just because of the the entertainment value. Um, I think of it's a lot of huge brands, I think who probably have the budget, the staff, the time to do it. Well, you really need like a dedicated, like you said, he's the face. He's the one that, that he's tasked with um, developing the content. I think like Red Bull was an early TikTok adopter, but also they, the type of content they're putting out is like interesting to people. I mean, it's, I feel like, like your community local bank is not going to be posting videos, people like cliff jumping, like that is Red Bull. That is interesting. And so that it makes sense for them. Um, Same thing like Chipotle kind of behind Mm -hmm. the scenes of, yeah how things get made and yeah I love um um, Chipotle is a good one Old Navy I think is a really good one too and Sephora again I it's lots of big name brands that we're listing here but I think that's because like we said they have the budget and the staff to be able to dedicate to creating original content for TikTok and I think the other strategy that a lot of those brands use is repurposing um content from influencers or other people on TikTok that are talking about their brands. Um, And so that kind of takes the heavy lift of creating content off of them a little bit when you're able to repurpose that kind of content. But again, like for, for you to have enough content on TikTok to be able to repost, like you have to be a big enough brand that people are talking about you at Mm -hmm. a certain volume, you know? Yeah. There was, um, Koki tea, which like this is maybe a little bit more of a niche brand. It's not Old Navy mm-hmm. Red Bull, but they um, speaking of using influencers, they and this like reached my for you page. 
bubble tea and they had this like hashtag challenge it was a bubble tea challenge where basically you would get a bubble tea and if you're not familiar with bubble tea one you should get familiar but also they have you know the bubble tea the lids are like smashed onto i don't know they use some kind of thing to like get the lid stuck onto the top and then you have a big straw that you poke into the top of the bubble tea but this challenge was basically like people closing their eyes and someone like moving around the bubble tea in front of them. And then they would take the straw and try to successfully Mm -hmm. poke there and open their bubble tea. And it was like cokey tea behind this challenge, but they were really leaning on influencers to take it and run with it. And it was a fun thing for people to do. So I think that would be something folks could get behind without needing to really put money or pay people for it because people see like something fun in their for you page and then they want to try it and then they're hashtagging it and it's like a way to get behind and in front of people without um doing it on your own profile yeah yeah um I love that you talked about that hashtag challenge because that's um a good lead into advertising on mm-hmm. TikTok right yeah um so for for brands that are thinking about wanting to advertise on the platform, there are a few options available. Um, I was just doing some research ahead of this conversation, but so right now it looks like um, the available options for advertising if brands wanted to do that on TikTok is um, in feed ads, which is um, content like videos that just get served up to users in their for you feed, Mm -hmm. which is like their main feed. And then um, there's the hashtag challenge that you were talking about. That's an option for advertisers too, um, where you can work with TikTok. You would get assigned an account manager Mm -hmm. that would help you put together like some kind of challenge. Um, And then there's the brand takeover ads, which is I've never run into one. I don't know if you have, but apparently it's um, an ad that shows up right when you open the app. It's a full screen like takeover. Yeah, I think I get those most when I open the app, but like, I'm not going to lie on all of this sponsored content. Like as soon as I see sponsored and as soon as I open the app, so those brand takeover ads, they do, they take up the whole page, but there's a little skip ad button at the top. Right. So Mm. like I open the app, my eye does not go to the ad. It goes just where's that skip button. And then, (laughs) you know, hit the skip button. And even when I'm scrolling to like, I will look at the caption for the video, you know, taking the caption first to give you a little context for what you're going to watch. But then there will be that little sponsored thing. I'm just like next. So I think that is, and I saw some meme just about like the dramatic increase in how fast people are scrolling past sponsored content on mm. TikTok. So I think that is something brands are trying to figure out too. Like how can they partner with people who are so successful on the app to do more genuine, authentic feeling content um, yeah. that, you know, people believe a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not cheap either. Um, I was going to say, it's a pretty hefty buy-in. That's the thing. Like, that's why you're like little local brands. If you don't have a kind of sizable budget and a lot of times people are testing the water. So if you have $500 to put towards like Facebook advertising, which is a little more tried and true, Mm -hmm. um, it's less risky 
than $500 into a completely new platform where you may or may not reach the audience you're trying to. Yeah. And that's a good point too. We like, we should tell people that, um, the minimum campaign spend on TikTok for the um, in-feed ads is $500. But like you said, like it's a new platform. Um, You don't know. I don't think there's a whole lot of data out there on how much $500 will get you. But like for the other things, like the brand takeover and the hashtag challenge, you're talking about like tens of thousands of dollars on advertising. Mm -hmm. Um, So the bar is, you know, pretty high, I think, to get... um, to get in on TikTok advertising. Right. And the bar um, for the content you yeah. are using with at $500 is high yeah. too. That's a great point because it's not get roasted. If, if, right. It's not just the ad, the ad itself that you're paying for. Like you have to pay to create the content too. And you have to put the dollars behind it to make sure that it's actually good content. Cause to your mm-hmm. point, like why even be on there? Like mm-hmm. you're just inviting yourself to be roasted if you're not mm-hmm. like, taking the time to like think about well thought out genuine content for the platform. We were talking to, and I brought up the, when TikTok first rolled out their ad capabilities, one of their taglines was like, make TikToks, not ads. And that just goes back to when you're considering content, it's not like you can repurpose Facebook videos or Instagram content and just like squish it into the TikTok platform because it's, you can tell it's not authentic. Um, so yeah. I think they do really value people using all of the tools and the trends. You kind of have yeah. to see what's doing well and then like fit your content to that as opposed to um, putting an ad out there. Yeah. That's another thing I wanted to get into as well. Like the difference between mm-hmm. TikTok and Instagram and other social media platforms. Cause I think something you said is right. Like, um, when you're on TikTok and you're posting content on TikTok, like it's very obvious if you didn't use the platform tools or create something specifically for TikTok. And that's why I think it's a lot harder for brands because on Instagram or Facebook, for instance, like you can repurpose a lot of your existing marketing materials, like, Mm -hmm you can take something from your website or from your blog and like repost it um, there. But like, you can't really do that on TikTok, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, um, I think even Instagram stories has changed over time. Like when they first came out, it was very like authentic, just open up your phone and post a story. But now it's even stories are a little bit more buttoned up and are like, craftedly curated using the different I've seen people like take put a period on their story and then have a color background to it and then like stretch it up so big to have this like cute little frame thing for their stories Mm -hmm. which has changed and I think TikTok is now the more like fly by the seat of your pants create videos um that authentic feeling and -hmm. like they just copy each other so much which is I guess how these big players stay the big players in the game, but it was like um, Snapchat came out with their like my stories, which mm-hmm. were new. And then Instagram was like, Hey, that's pretty cool. We'll do stories. And then Facebook has stories now. And then TikTok mm-hmm. came out and now Facebook 
or uh, Instagram's reels are now a thing, yep. which is like yep. that same continual scrolling type thing. Um, yep. And even YouTube, um, Evan, my fiance, he doesn't have any social media, but, and so I'll like send him all my TikTok videos <laughs> that I think are funny. And he, I'm like, why don't you just get TikTok? You I'm sure would enjoy it, but it's probably better. It does take up um, some time, but yeah. YouTube, he watches the YouTube shorts, which are, basically youtube's tiktok platform that -hmm. they've created so it is like there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of similarities like you're right the um platforms tend to copy each other in terms of like the tools and like how the content is presented but i think one of the biggest differences between tiktok and the other social platforms is its algorithm right Mm -hmm. and how um and how easy it is for people who don't have a huge following to be able to grow their following on TikTok yeah. versus Instagram and get more views. Um, and I know that that's something that you um, provided a little advice uh, for your sister on. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, right. So I am not a TikTok content creator. I am definitely a consumer. Um, but my, yeah, it's <laughs> so funny. Uh, Elise at the Gills Comedy. She, my sister is, um, I got her onto TikTok because I was like, Elise, people just blow up on TikTok. And I think it might be a successful platform for you. She had been trying to grow her comedy Instagram um, for a while. And it's growing on Instagram is a slow, long process because you can only reach the people who follow you. And then if your followers you know, tag other people who might enjoy your content, or if you get reposted by someone that has a way bigger following and then they choose to click over to your profile and follow you, it's just slow. Um, because you can only reach a certain amount of people. They don't even do paid follower campaigns. Um, Mm -hmm. but TikTok is just serving up content and creators content in everyone's for you page. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, a lot of my research on the algorithm stems from me trying to give Elise tips (laughs) to go viral on TikTok, um, which she has her, I think her, uh, maybe two videos ago has 2 million views right now. Um, yeah. Shout out. You need to plug her account again. One more time. What is it for everybody? It's the gill is shoot. This is bad. I'll we'll have to (laughs) share it in the blog. I don't want to share the wrong thing. And then like have all these followers going to the wrong page. Um, but yeah, it was trying to, I'm like one subtitles, add, add subtitles to your videos. It's pretty easy now because you never know if people are at school or at work watching TikTok, they probably don't have the sound on. And Mm -hmm. if your video doesn't have subtitles, they're just going to keep scrolling. And with the TikTok algorithm, time spent watching your video is huge in order to get it served to more people on the for you page. So that I was like, you got to just take the time to, to put that, put those subtitles on. But yeah, yeah, I'll have to um, plug Elise. Shoot. I should have really wrote this down. (laughs) That's okay. Don't worry. I'm sure we can, I'm sure we can insert a little. Here we go. The gills with two L G I L L S underscore the gills. Check her out. All right. Everybody out there, be sure to follow Elise on TikTok and Instagram. We've done a few blogs on TikTok. So if you, if this conversation wet your appetite and you're looking 
for more, um, head to Hodges Gong blog. And I think I've written at least three. I'm like, I need to get off of the TikTok um, beat because and expand my horizons. But we do have a lot of content out there um, on it if people are interested in learning more. Yeah. Thanks for being our resident TikTok expert and chatting yeah. with me today about this TikTok. Was fun. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Catch you later. Bye.